0: Set your phasers to sexy
1: true north nerds yeah Woo-hoo. this week we are uh if you listen to the show a lot you probably have a good idea what's going to be taking up most of this show and that is us going in depth into the news of the new dcu i movies universe are <laughs> <laughs> calling it the dcu aren't they yeah
0: but it's
2: yeah They're trying not to call it the Gunverse, like the Snyderverse, because James Gunn...
1: Yeah, the connotations to it are... are I kind of like the Gunverse. (laughs) But before we get into that, we have Ryan. Hello. We have Kevin. Hola. And we have Jen. Hi. So, Ryan... Yes? what's new in the news this week other than the the big huge talk that we have later on
2: okay um i actually don't have a lot of news um we'll start though we have a jeremy renner update so apparently the whole accident we we kept hearing all the different stories about what happened yes so his tractor is one of these the, the piston bully snow movers. So it's got like a track, not wheels. Yeah. You know what? I, I finally saw a picture or video of what the heck that thing is. And it looks yeah. like a fricking tank. Yeah. It's pretty much the kind of snow remover that you use on like a ski hill or something like that. Yeah. Right? It's brutal. Yeah. So he was out when he was out moving stuff and the, the, the people he was helping to uh, helping. Uh, so I guess the piston bully, it started moving on its own. When he got out of it and he was afraid it was going to hit his nephew. So he decided to try to jump into it while it was moving to stop it. Well, you to get into it. You got to climb on the tread. So that's what happened. So he jumped up onto it, got climbed up onto the track and that just pulled him under. That's him under. Yeah. That's how it rolled over him. Maybe we kept all wondering, how did this thing drive over top of him? Well, it's because it was a whole track and the track. So it went over him and, uh, once he got pulled under the plow, that's how he got crushed on like his legs and his chest and everything like that. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, so he's you know as far as I know he's you know he's at home, he's resting, he's doing well. But we finally got a, a more update, a clearer picture of h- how it happened, which yeah, makes it even more amazing that he that he survived. Yeah, I was gonna
3: say if you because I didn't know what the 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 equipment kind of was tractor. like and what yeah, it looked same. like. When you say like a tractor, I picture like you know, like some of the stuff we have for snow removal around here. And I'm like that, that, that would like hurt your leg. Sure. But I don't think it'd do that. Then you saw the picture and you're like, Oh shit. I'm surprised he's alive. Yeah. Oh, it's a tank. Yeah. It's brutal. I wonder what, I mean, it was probably, he wasn't thinking, but I'm like, I like, he knows the tracks are moving. Like, exactly. It's
2: one of those, he he got out. So clearly reacted. Yeah. And then he was more worried about his nephew. Jumped in and or tried to jump in, but yeah, yeah, reacted without thinking.
3: Yeah, that that has to be it, because I mean, he, he he, I know I'm that wasn't there. Hindsight's 2020. 20. You think about it after okay. the fact, but like in the heat of the moment, he probably just didn't think about the fact that the treads are moving and you need to jump on the moving treads to get up there.
2: Yeah, we'll probably figure, which oh, seems it's slow to be enough, like a
3: design flaw.
2: Well, <laughs> yes and no, but you're not supposed to be talking stepping on them when it's moving.
3: Yeah. But shouldn't there be a way to get into it when it's moving, just in case? You well, know, No, like you shouldn't
2: this? be getting in and out of a vehicle that's moving.
3: Mm, that's true.
2: <laughs> and if you're getting out, I'm sure you can always jump out of the door and clear the track.
3: No, I I mean, like, in a case like this, where you thought it was not yeah. moving, and then suddenly it started moving again. Like, there should be some sort of emergency into the cab thing. I don't know. I don't design cars
2: or snowplows. Or piston bullies, Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, trailers. We got some trailers this week. We got our our final look at uh, season three of Picard. Mm, the final I trailer, or as I'm calling
0: it, Star Trek: The Next Generation season
3: eight. <laughs> Everybody's back. Oh, I think we just watched the first season, right, Fred?
1: Yeah. We have, we haven't dug in deeper. We we should once we get caught up. We're yeah. we're almost caught up on Lower Decks at this point, so.
0: You probably don't need to watch season two of Picard to figure out what's going on in season three.
2: Um, I would yeah, I would agree with that from the looks of things. Like especially if you've seen season one of Picard, then you'll know probably the, at least the new updated stuff about Picard.
3: Yeah.
2: And that's really probably all you need to know. Because I'm sure with season two with the whole time travel thing, I don't see it having a lot of influence on the new season.
0: You just have to know about and 7,
2: really.
3: I don't remember Season 1 that well, so I'll probably have to rewatch it.
2: <laughs> well, you've got or two weeks. Go. Just jump on board with Season 3 and ride the wave. <laughs> if you don't know something, ask someone. That's
0: what Memory Alpha's for.
2: There you go. <laughs> um, we also got a new trailer for Shazam! Fury of the Gods you'll mm-hmm. see more shazam goodness some deals with the family there's people on the internet speculating that you could see wonder woman in a scene i don't know i haven't seen that part yet or at least gone back and looked at what they're claiming is the part she's in so hmm. i don't know i would doubt I would... highly I highly doubt that she's in it considering everything else that we to be talking about later
3: yeah i really like shazam i'm glad that it got a second movie and i hope that well, we'll talk about it when we get into the rest of it, but I hope yeah. that it still has a place in the DCU. hmm
0: <clears throat> I agree.
2: Yes. Uh, we got a full trailer for Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. This movie looks so fun.
3: <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I can't wait.
2: Yeah. They do the one thing that movies nowadays have to do if uh, they want my attention and really want me to just enjoy their trailer is that use a classic rock song in it. <laughs> and I will enjoy it. I was like, oh, that's a pretty good trailer. And, and they footed
1: the bill for Led Zeppelin. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, that like, means yeah. they definitely have, like, thoughts that this movie is going to do well.
3: So, in preparation for this movie, should we watch and review all the other Dungeons & Dragons movies?
1: Oh, you
2: keep bringing up this You idea. can do whatever you want, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> I like them. It could be Jen's little side segment, D&D <laughs> movies with Jen.
0: I would watch them. with. I don't think I've seen any of the other Dungeons and Dragons movies.
2: I think all I may right. have seen the first one back in the day. Oh, you guys no. are just
3: strengthening my point. I'm sure I have them all on DVD. Oh, <laughs> excellent. I know I have two. How many are there? No
0: just
2: idea.
3: Two? I think there's just two. Let's see. Somebody Googling it?
2: I, I am feel. Right I now. feel like it's one of those movie franchises where there's more sequels than you think there are. Oh, they're totally uh, not like connected. Three either. or four. Oh no, but I mean just like there more are four, movies.
0: counting *Honor Among Thieves*.
3: Ah, see, yeah, that's what I thought. There's three there of them. There is
0: *Dungeons and Dragons*. Yeah, two thousand from December two thousand. *Dungeons and Dragons: Wrath of the Dragon God* two thousand five.
1: And yeah, Dungeons and then those two are sort of connected through a bad guy, but not the Dun- main bad guy. Dungeons
0: and Dragons 3, The Book of Vile Darkness, August 9th, 2012. And now Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves.
3: So I'm pretty sure I have the first two. I don't know if I have the third one.
0: The third one was released direct to DVD in the United Kingdom in August 2012.
3: So nice. I don't have that one. <laughs> but at the very least, we can watch the two that we have access to. <laughs>
2: Yep. Yes, we can. That's a thing, all right. Movie night.
3: Movie movie night.
2: And uh, last but not least on this uh, list of movie trailers that I that I'm sharing here, uh, one Brent shared with us. uh, We got a ghost. Yeah, this uh, (laughs) this movie
1: stars Anthony Mackie, and um, what's his name? Uh, David Harbour. David Harbour. And a bunch of other people. Um, it, it looks super fun. It's by the same guy who did uh, "Happy Death Day," "Happy Death Day to you," or "Happy Death Day to you," and uh, "Freaky," which are all like they're these sort of comedic takes on both like movie and horror movie tropes. Like "Freaky" is like your "Freaky Friday" movie. But the the girl that the the big serial killer is trying to kill swaps brains, like like they do the Freaky Friday swap. Okay. So the girl's in the serial killer's
2: body, and the serial killer's in the girl like the final girl's body. And the serial killer in that one, if I'm mistaken, is it? It's Vince Vaughn, isn't it?
1: Yes, yeah. it is.
2: Okay.
1: Yes, it so- is. It's uh, it was a fun movie.
2: We all know
3: how much I dislike horror movies. So Brent turned on this trailer for, uh, what is it, We've Got a Ghost? And uh, I'm like, ah, another horror movie. yippee doo I'm going to just play on my phone. I'm not going to – don't want to watch this. I hate horror movies. <clears throat> um, it's not a horror movie. It looks really funny. and oh, yeah. I really want to see it. Uh, and then he showed me the, the trailer for Freaky. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's it's horror-ish, but, you know, it looks more like a comedy from the trailer anyway. Um, Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You, they look more like a horror, and I don't really want to see those two. But Freaky and We've Got a Ghost, I would watch. So that tells you something from the person who absolutely hates horror.
2: So when I was watching the trailer for We Got a Ghost, I was thinking, okay, this is E.T., but a ghost instead of an alien. (laughs) You know what? I hadn't thought about that, but kinda, yeah. Yeah.
3: And Tig Notaro's in it. And I love Tignotaro.
2: <laughs> and right. it's also it's a Netflix movie. Ooh. Yes. And it comes out was it March or February at the end of this month? Something like that. I can't sometime, remember. Sometime between now and the end of March. So it could be next week. Or I feel I feel like it was something the seventeenth. But I don't think it was February seventeenth, because that seems too soon. Well, let's look this up. Yeah, somebody search <laughs> that for me. Two of the we got a ghost. It's called. Yes. That is the name of this movie. We got a ghost. Hmm.
0: It doesn't have a Wikipedia page yet.
2: Interesting. Hmm. Well, while Kevin looks that up...
3: Just
0: watch the
2: I've... trailer again later. Yeah. <laughs> just Fast forward to the end of it. It's not related to We Bought a Zoo? No. No. <laughs> that would be great! Same kind of idea, though, because they buy a house. <laughs> cool. Oh, you moved into the, that house? That house is haunted. <laughs> and they find uh, out the... It releases February
0: 24th. It's called We Have a Ghost, not We,
1: Got oh, we Ghost. Oh, We Have a Ghost. Oh, sorry. Uh, Whoops.
0: Oh, We've well. we done bad, sorry. Are I've got uh, a little bit of news if you want to talk about something before we get into our main topic.
3: Yep. Yeah, go ahead.
0: <laughs> um, Colin Farrell was on a podcast hosted by Variety, uh, the trade paper, uh, this week. And he mentioned that he starts shooting the Penguin television series on February 28th this year. So that is still happening, the Penguin And he says it's going to be an eight-part thing about Oswald's rise to power, filling the power vacuum created when Falcone was killed. And this show will be in about, in timeline, about a week after the end of the Batman film. So, as we recall, at the end of the Batman, the city has been flooded, and uh, Batman's working hard to clean it up. And, uh, yeah. And then it says, if it works, if the trajectory is interesting and the audience goes for it, and if we do our jobs right, the second penguin feature will pick up where the hbo show will end Mm. so they're talking penguin film
2: at least he is so
0: yeah well and colin farrell's had a really good year this year right he's nominated for an oscar he's uh, he's been in three really good movies he's
1: so, What's he nominated for an Oscar for? Is it that Banshees
0: of Inisherin? Yeah.
1: Which I haven't watched yet. It showed up on Disney Plus up here.
0: So. Yeah. What's that one about? It's about two farmers in Ireland who are best friends. They live in this tiny town, like basically it's only them. And then one day his best friend decides he doesn't want to talk to him anymore and stops talking to him. And so uh, he's trying to figure out why his best friend has um, has um, has just cut him out of his life. So. Okay. Hmm. it's a very irish film hmm. okay uh another little bit of uh of news is that there is a new show at disneyland paris that's running this spring that would be of interest to people who listen to our show they just opened an avengers campus at disneyland uh, paris And their nighttime spectacular in the Studios Park is Avengers-themed. And they do it with projections on the sides of some of the buildings in the park and drones. So, for instance, when there's a projection of Captain America throwing his shield, and when he throws the shield, all of a sudden, 500 drones light up and form the shield, and it flies across the sky. Cool. Yeah. They also do a giant (laughs) Spider-Man, making it look like Spider-Man is climbing up the side of the Tower of Terror. Uh, I've seen some images from it, and it looks super cool. But it's only running until May. Oh. Hmm.
2: But yeah, if you want to see some
0: cool images of some Marvel characters in a new form, Um, it's the Disneyland Paris drone
2: show. One step closer to the events of... uh... Far from home, <laughs> taking place in real life. Mm. <laughs> I was thinking that too.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Who gets to be Magneto? We're not <laughs> Magneto, Mysterio.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, all, right. all the news that I've got. Okay, uh, I got
1: nothing this week.
3: I got, I got news about The Sims Four. Um, We know how much you love The Sims. Because I'm an addict. (laughs) So they just announced um, a pretty major update for The Sims 4 and a new expansion pack that's coming out uh, in March. So the expansion pack is called Growing Together, and they've put a lot of more family gameplay into it. So based on the trailer, it looks like... um, You know, you can have, like, your in-laws come over and stay to help you take care of your baby. And there's, like, bicycles for children, which they didn't have up until this point. Uh, They have tree houses, which is super cool because they haven't had tree houses. They did in The Sims 3, but they haven't in The Sims 4. So a lot of the community is really excited about that. Um, But the other major thing that they're doing as a free upgrade is they're doing a new life state. So right now, when you have a sim, uh, if you start your sim off from basically birth It goes baby, then toddler, then child, then teen, then young adult, then adult, then elder. So those are the different life stages. But they've added another one in called infant. So your baby, which is basically just an object, it's like lies in a bassinet and does nothing really. You feed it and you play with it and that's about it. Will then turn into an infant. And then it looks like from the trailer that the infants can crawl around. They can interact with the family. You can take them out of the house, which is something you can't do with the babies because they're an object um and you can they develop skills and uh so like there's this whole new life state that's going to pop up in a free upgrade in March so that's pretty exciting Sims 4 news mm. uh everybody's going nuts about it it's kind of fun to watch the youtubers lose their cool uh <laughs> over this trailer if you're big into the Sims 4 um i don't know when they're going to do they usually do like a playthrough of the expansion pack the sims team will show you uh what the features are of the pack they'll show you the new world that pops up uh but i think they're not doing that until late february early march and then the expansion packs coming out i think mid-march or april i can't remember but it looks really cool and i'm excited and this is probably an expansion pack i'm gonna have to buy right away usually i try to wait until they go to 50 percent off but right i might have to buy this one right away because it looks super cool <laughs> so yeah that's my sims 4 update cool Wonderful. Yeah. So, on to the, the DC-verse, the yep. gunverse.
2: verse um, Okay, so then our big news for the week, which is our ongoing, I, I figured, no, I suggest this as our topic because I knew we'd get off on tangents. Mm-hmm. So, here we go, kids. Uh, <laughs> James Gunn actually came out and hosted a video where he announced the plans for the DCU. Mm-hmm. Chapter one. Well, part one yeah. of chapter one. Phase 1 Gods and Monsters. <laughs> and so he started off he has said that uh Shazam 2 which is the next DC movie to come to theaters um will be uh have a few things that it's going to be setting up to go forward uh that and then more even more so The Flash when we see that this summer Mm-hmm. Will be that is going to be resetting the movie universe.
0: Hmm. So, do you think that means that the two movies that come out this year after the Flash are part of the new universe, or are they still um, holdovers from the old universe?
1: I have an interesting theory that will I I will. Hold until we get talking about Brave and the Bold.
2: Okay. Um, so I think, uh, I th- and I think that pretty much you can find them, they may have mentioned this, that Blue Beetle uh, is going to be, is in is part of this universe, this new universe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Which is, can easily be done because if you think about it, it sounds like this new universe, we're not starting from scratch. It's people are established, things are already out there. Like this is not- the
0: issue DC always has when they reboot their comic book universe, too. They uh-huh. reboot everything except for a couple things that people like, and then we get all this uh-huh.
2: Exactly. Doesn't that yeah. sound familiar? Yeah, Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, that, that's what, that was the whole downfall to New 52, but that's a whole other t- uh, tangent.
0: And the post-crisis universe, and the
2: post-zero-hour universe. Yeah. But, so it sounds like, you know, this will be out there already. Right? So, uh Aquaman? I don't know. Because Aquaman comes
3: after, it sounded to me like the Flash was going to be Flash screwing up the timeline like he always does, and then everything mm-hmm. after the Flash was going to be the new DCU.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: But Aquaman Aqu- Aquaman is after the Flash. Yes. yes. But didn't he also say something was going to be like, part of the dcu unless explicitly said that they're from like alternate earth yeah so maybe it sounds like they're trying to have two dcus going at the same time the regular one and alternate one well
2: yes. they <laughs> well what's going to happen is they're going to have multiple dc universes going on uh they're just going <laughs> to call them elseworld stuff because like, you're going to have right now
3: that's the word elseworld
2: yeah so because they've already said that uh the batman with that penguins show and stuff that's elseworlds that's its own thing
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, the, the upcoming joker sequel and that joker movie they're their own thing they're Elseworld stories uh superman and lois sounds like they're not going anywhere they're already talking to them getting another season even though the second season or the latest season hasn't even started yet uh that that'll probably still be around and that will then be its own separate universe which uh, which is fine like now that they've established and they're saying they're going to be like yep we have elseworld stuff okay that's all you had to do Mm -hmm. so you know the batman is not the same batman that's going to be in brave and the bold
3: so as a non-comic book person i'm already confused and frustrated and don't want anything to do with this because it's, it reminds me of Loki at the end of, the, the, of Loki where he's like, look at all of the different timelines going off to everywhere and everything splinters and splinters and splinters. Like, how long is it going to be before there's like 17 elsewheres and the, the DCU split into three? And I'm like, this seems like it's going to just be confusing and complicated. And I already have a hard enough time with 20 years of Marvel continuity to try to remember. I don't want to then also have to remember splinter universes of DC
2: stuff. Well, see, and that's how you lead to a, you know, phase two or phase three movie of Crisis on Multiple Earths. Hmm. See, like, I
3: already just don't want to even be bothered with it. I mean, I'm not a big DC fan. And this is just personally my opinion. I mean, you guys are, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, and I hope that people are excited for it. But I've never been that big of a DC fan to begin with. And I was... I'm really not excited by this I feel like oh look they're catching up To Marvel 20 years ago um, Finally And they're doing it in a way that sounds Very convoluted and frustrating Nope. Yep. <laughs> so I don't know I
1: <sighs> I don't I think it sounds More complicated to you Than it's actually going to be
3: I hope so because Yeah <laughs>
1: And I don't blame you I don't want you getting that idea either i just i think the a lot of the wording of this and we should also note this is what they're planning on doing that doesn't mean this is what's going to get done mm-hmm. yeah. it's, it's the only project that was given a, projects
0: the only project that was given a release date was superman legacy
1: yeah all right so uh let, let's keep going here ryan Okay, so you
3: want,
2: so, do want to go through each of are you gonna go through each yeah. of them? I'll, I'll okay. just yeah okay, I' name them all off and then we'll go back to them okay okay does that, does that, does that sound good for everybody Yes for me, okay, so they've named off uh creature commando cartoon, mm-hmm. so that's gonna be like Frankenstein and other monsters uh but apparently a couple of characters- from the suicide Squad are in that too the weasel, uh, the, weasel yeah, and, I uh, saw the weasel and Steve Trevor. No, not Steve Trevor. Trevor. Um, Rick Flagg. Rick Flagg. Rick
0: Flagg Sr. It's his father.
2: Oh, is yeah, it? Yeah, because oh, Rick Flagg. Flag, so spoilers,
1: he's dead, right? That's that's. I forgot. Oh,
3: unless that's an Elseworld.
0: No. No, so it's this not. This is that's specifically
1: a, oh, not an
2: Elseworld. Yeah. See, this is where the confusion starts. <laughs> well, no, but so far the only Elseworld stuff is Joker and the Batman. And Superman and Lois. That's it. Anyway. Uh, Waller is getting a TV series, live action. It's gonna be Amanda Waller show, uh, with her as a. It says it's a spiritual successor to Peacemaker. Uh, movie, a feature film of Superman. It's called Superman Legacy. A uh, live action TV show for the Green Lanterns called Lanterns. Now this is that show that's been talked about for uh, a while now. Uh, but apparently to-
1: it isn't. This is a this that show apparently at some point got scrapped and this is a new thing.
2: Well, yeah, I, was gonna say, I think it's that one and then it's been now it's been modified to fit into the new cuz there's, there's still only going to be one Green Lantern show. I think it's just yes. been the idea of what it was going to be has changed over the last few years into now what it's going to be. If that makes the, sense to me.
0: They're calling it um a true detective meets
2: Green Lantern. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, we're getting a live-action film uh, for, of The Authority. That one came out of left field for me. Yeah, me too. A Wonder Woman prequel TV show called Paradise Lost. Uh, a live-action Batman and Robin called for uh, is going to be in Brave and the Bold. And the Robin will be Damien. And the
1: Batman will not be the Batman. It will yep. be a Batman. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and I have a theory about that. We'll come back to it.
2: Yep. Um, I'm just
1: repeating it so I remember.
2: Yes. <laughs> uh, we are getting a Booster Gold TV series. Mm-hmm. And a Supergirl movie. Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Uh, based on the comic run of the same name. And a swamp thing film.
0: Yeah,
1: that's quite the list.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It is swamp thing being the last part of the of, of this phase, I guess.
0: Of so this far. part of this chapter.
1: Yeah,
2: they're, they're not he... calling
0: them phases to oh, differentiate right. they're them chapters. from Marvel. Well, they're no, chapters. They're...
2: Well they did they called well, the one thing I read called it phase 1 gods and monsters.
0: Oh I thought well,
2: chapter
1: 1 gods. Yeah and monsters. no that um, he refers to it as chapters in the
2: uh Okay the article yeah, I read called it as phase 1 but okay. But he sorry. also
3: said that this isn't the whole this isn't the complete chapter 1 there's going to be more so it's like phase yeah. 1 of chapter 1.
2: Maybe that's what it was then.
3: Yeah.
2: Anyway but yes this is just the beginning kids.
3: All right so let's start with the first thing that's coming out. Hey okay, well
2: I don't know if it's the first well, thing that
3: he listed. <laughs>
2: uh, okay, well my from my list then. Yeah, from your list. Okay. Uh Creature Commandos. That came out of nowhere and animated creature commandos. Yeah. Uh yeah. looking forward to it. Anything with DC Universe's Frankenstein as one of the main characters, if they do it right, I'm on board for. Her. Yeah, you're a big fan of that Frankenstein,
1: like that version of Frankenstein.
3: Is it like a Suicide Squad cartoon? Like, I don't even know what Creature Commandos is.
1: Back in the day, DC Comics had
0: a title called Weird War Tales, and one of the features in this book, Weird War Tales, was the Creature Commandos, which was a group of classic monsters who fought Nazis.
2: (laughs) So instead of putting together your Suicide Squad of, like, criminals... You're putting together your suicide squad of Frankenstein and werewolves and vampires, etc. All right. I, it, try- it's kind of like
1: the BPRD,
2: but in the DC universe. I yeah, guess. Yeah,
3: I'm, I, I'm trying to be optimistic for the things that I don't know anything about. So that sounds cool. I just read an interesting theory that
0: and, and it's a theory because James Gunn himself sort of tweeted about it. Um uh, that maybe a book that you should take another look at going into this is The New Frontier. Because the Creature Commandos did play a role in that book.
3: Hmm.
1: Hmm. I like The New Frontier, so it's a great story.
2: I'm, I'm okay with well, that a little bit.
3: People who work in a comic shop, you know what you guys should be plugging. <laughs>
2: well it, speaking of that a lot of the comics related to these books have already seen like their uh like issue ones or first appearances have a boost in price on the market yep authority
1: number one already sold for 500 bucks which is ridiculous
2: wow <laughs> but but continue okay um All
1: right,
3: so that one sounds cool, and, and dc has for what i gripe about dc uh their animated stuff tends to be pretty damn solid,
2: yeah. so oh, so yeah. to go along with that too, one thing James Gunn did say was that for the cartoons, the live action, and the video games, they're gonna try to they're gonna cast the same actors to play the characters,
1: yeah, and i I feel it's so uh, let's talk about this a little bit now, I guess. Is there has been some online discussion and guff about this because it kind of means there's going to be a bunch of voice actors not getting roles in these cartoons anymore. Um, hmm. And because, like in some cases... Uh, it means somebody like Tara Strong, who has played Harley Quinn in like multiple things over the last couple decades. In theory, she wouldn't be doing that anymore. It would be Margot Robbie or whoever takes over the Harley role in the the next movie that she appears in. Yeah. So yeah. It's, and, oh, the it, next
0: Harley Quinn, live action Harley Quinn, is Lady Gaga.
1: Yeah, but that's, Elseworlds. Yeah, but that's an Elseworlds, so that doesn't count. We'll like do, towards uh, this at any
2: rate.
3: Uh, yeah, and we were we were watching uh movie Bob on YouTube and he had a valid point that not all actors are good voice actors.
2: No. And, and <laughs> but, you know, in the case where, you know, I'm sure this isn't gonna be a hard and fast rule. Um yeah. but if you do look at a lot of the cartoons lately, uh a lot of the care the main characters are being played by or voiced by actors.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's one of those things that like has been it. I think it will also, the problem is it also might depend on contracts and money. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is all well and good until like so-and-so, whoever is playing Swamp Thing, for instance, is like, let's just say there, because that's the, that's the only one of the few characters in this that I could see is like going to be voiced by an older actor. Like, it looks like they're really scaling a lot of the slate to be young actors. So let's say, like, Swamp Thing is somebody who uh, demands a fairly big paycheck. That, That, even with contract of, like, hey, we're signing you for this, and you're doing all those video games, that means he's also getting paid, like, a substantial more than your average voice actor to do these video games. And somebody at Warner Discovery might go, um you know, we maybe should just let the guy who's been voicing him in cartoons do his voice. Cause he is a fraction of the cost Mm -hmm. and we can put that money into special effects for the Swamp Thing movie. Yeah,
2: exactly. And then uh, one thing he did say was it's not like they're talking and looking, they they, want to use the games as, as more story driven devices Uh, And it won't necessarily be things like, oh, we have a Superman movie. Here's the Superman game. No, it will be more like, here we have a Superman movie. And then the year after that, we've got a Superman game. And then the year after that, it's the Supergirl movie. And it's just, but that's uh, and something uh, story-wise will be told in between that might affect, you know, continues the story from the first movie and affect the second movie type thing. But it'll be like a space for in-between stories.
1: Yeah
2: Instead of just a straight up adaptation Of the movie or whatever Alright okay, okay so yep. uh, We're Waller, we Waller creature live commandos? Yes
1: uh, Interesting Uh, Like kind of out of left field But if you follow James Gunn's career Not that surprising in retrospect
2: <laughs> Yeah no Next uh, Waller live action Spiritual sequel to Peacemaker In that it sounds like in the series, she joins the Peacemakers the team, which doesn't surprise me, because I figured we'd get a Peacemaker season two. And this is an interesting way of doing it, bringing in Amanda Waller and having it be more of an Amanda Waller with Peacemaker. Yeah. And uh, it also makes sense, because I didn't you know, since it's James Gunn's new DC universe, you figured he's not going to erase his movie and his TV show.
3: <laughs> yeah
0: exactly Never thought of it like that <laughs> but also in my mind when you've got an actor of the caliber of viola davis uh yeah.
1: why not sir yep, exactly. who is one of the ones that like i d- say what you will about the the various suicide squad movies i don't think anybody can complain about her in them no. oh no yeah
3: now that being said i don't know if i want to watch a whole show about her so did you say it's going to be more like a season two of Peacemaker, but called Waller? Well, or is it going to be?
2: It's involving, involving it a spiritual yeah. successor or sequel. So she's joining the the Peacemaker, like that team. Mm. So who knows what, if it'll be more following her with most of the story involving her. If it's just, she's going to be there. I think it'll be more involving her because it's called Waller. So why not? Yeah. But, uh, It'll be interesting. All
1: right. Next.
2: Superman Legacy. So the the new Superman feature film. I
0: think this is interesting in that it's not going to be an origin story. It's going to be a defining the character kind of a story. So he's comparing it to All-Star Superman, which if you've read is a beautiful Grant Morrison book but it doesn't end with the happiest of endings. I don't think it's going to be a direct translation of that, but it's going to have that tone where it shows us why Superman is a character we need to care about and uh, how a character as sort of wholesome and goody good as Superman is, is still relevant in, in the world of today.
2: Yeah. Um. So like if it is supposed to be following or taking stuff from all star, uh, which would be very interesting because, like you said, it's supposed to be—he, he claims to be a younger Superman, mm-hmm. but All Star is an older Superman. Yes. Um. So it'd be interesting. I, uh, the, the biggest thing I could see them taking away from that is the, uh the story point of the, the feats, the seven feats of Superman or whatever that he does. Hmm. So I could see you know maybe that some of those things being involved if it's supposed to be a. A story of a younger Superman maybe proving himself or establishing himself.
0: Yeah, it could be. I'm intrigued by it. I think there's lots of ways Superman stories can go. And the films, the Superman films don't tend to go in those directions.
2: No, they don't. They tend to make it. Lex Lex Luthor has a real estate scam. (laughs) And Superman has to fight a mountain. Right. Or Batman?
3: Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, I, I I like Superman slightly more than I like Batman. <laughs> but, I mean, there have been nine Superman movies, so, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> I'm not holding my breath.
2: Yeah, no, don't hold your breath.
1: <laughs> yeah, th- this is the one that Gunn is writing and possibly directing.
3: I reserve judgment for when I see the trailer, but I'm not really excited.
1: <laughs> but it's also the only one with a release
0: date, right? July seventeenth, twenty twenty-five.
3: Yeah. 17th,
2: yeah. Hmm. All right. Yep. Next, uh, next lanterns live-action TV series.
3: I really What's want supposed- Ryan Reynolds to make a cameo in this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like not maybe like as a background lantern or something,
2: <laughs> just walking by. <laughs> well, it, yes and no. It is the story is supposed to follow Hal Jordan and John Stewart. As,
3: like they don't not even like credited. You just yeah. see him walk by in the in the background.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, that's the other Hal. <laughs> um.
3: Oh, don't mind him. He's from Elseworld.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's Canadian, eh?
3: He's <laughs> the Canadian oh. lantern. His color is maple syrup.
2: There you go. Um, Oh, there. I just lost my whole train of thought there. That one. Sorry. That's okay. No problem. Oh, Ryan Reynolds is very distracting. Yes, he is. Uh, (laughs) There is rumors of some of the casting for like for Hal Jordan. Uh, Sounds like um, I don't know who else here has seen the new Top Gun. I I know of it. Uh, So if you I've seen the
3: ad on YouTube a bunch of times
2: um so the young cocky pilot that's not goose's son uh sounds like he may be in the running for hal jordan which almost seems a little on the nose being a you know cocky fighter pilot mm. uh and then also from that movie there is a female a, a woman pilot Uh, she seems to be possibly in the running to be cast as, um, I believe the, uh, the orange, orange, where's my action figures, the orange, orangish blonde Green Lantern with the, in like the white shirt, uh, Arissa or Aricia? Yes. Uh, so, uh, that's cool. There was so talk it, a it, while back of there already being some people cast in this, but once, like Brent said, with their being kind of changed over, I don't know if they're still in it or not.
3: Hmm. So is the idea behind this show, it's like a police procedural, only the police are space cops. Cops. the lanterns, and their precinct is Earth? That's, that's
1: what a, the comic, that's comic what is. That's what they said in the press release thing. Yeah.
3: yeah. I, I don't know if I'm quite wrapping my head around that. So it's like, like Doctor Who, where aliens come to Earth and the lanterns have to stop them?
2: Well, it's just going to be... Well, yes, maybe. There's space maybe? Co- Now, Now Earth isn't their only precinct because, you know, they do the whole... This it's, end of the universe, Space right? Sector 2184. Yes. <laughs> and, um... She laughs, but that is the truth. Yes. The one thing I did read was there was talk that, you know, the part of the story of that could be something that's influencing and spanning things in the other like they're, they're talking about story points crossing over from the movie other movies and tv shows yes like there could be a whatever the mystery is that they're investigating is something that's going that could affect the rest of the univer of the other stories yeah uh same with when we get to a booster gold which well we're not there yet but yeah um, so I don't. I'm looking forward to this. I like me some Green Lanterns, and if they do, if they have their costumes looking good, and they have the premise right, I'm on board.
1: Yeah. I I if they're doing like Space Cop, I I'm really interested in that because yeah. that's a that's part of what I've always liked about Green Lantern, and it's when Grant Morrison started his run on it. That's kind of what I liked. It was like. It was sort of police procedural, but with a bunch of like weird alien shit thrown in, mm-hmm. and then it just got weird for weird's sake. But if you, I, I really like the idea of it. If it's what they're saying it is, I guess is the best way to right. describe. it. This is one
3: that I, this is one that I'm I'm intrigued by, uh, about, but again, reserving judgment until I see uh, the trailer at least.
2: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see which versions of the two characters we get to, like which and in other characters, like which version of John? Is he just is he the architect? Is he the architect former Navy SEAL like you know, Army specialist? Uh, uh, same with Hal, like is he the washed up pilot? You know, what what's his deal? Mm. Do we do we do we get Kyle eventually and, and Guy? Is it gonna be like lethal weapon? Yeah. <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> do we get to see John destroy a whole planet of people? What? Yeah. That was a story point. He ended up, Ooh, yeah, he shit. destroyed a planet. Yeah. Was I reread bad, that
0: story not long ago. Was he no, a he bad lantern at up, the time bro? or was he a no, green lantern at the time? He was, he was just so cocky that he thought he could do everything by himself. And he was supposed to be teaming up with Martian Manhunter to save this planet. And he's like, Oh, just go away, John. I can do, I can do everything by myself, and he couldn't, and an entire planet was destroyed because he couldn't stop it.
3: Was that episode called Hubris?
0: It was in a comic called The Cosmic Odyssey, and the planet was called Zanshi. These are the things I keep in my brain, people. Prestige <laughs> Format Comics released in 1988, drawn by <laughs> Mike Mignola and written by
2: Really? It was uh, drawn by Mike really?
0: McNola. Yeah, back. it was drawn by Mike McNola and it was written by um oh, who's the big Marvel outer space guy from that era? Um the Adam Warlock guy. Jim Starlin. Jim Starlin. It was Jim Starlin and Mike McNola Cosmic Odyssey. Look it up. Huh.
3: See, and this is why we have a nerdy podcast because Kevin's brain is full of these kinds of awesome facts full of 80s (laughs) DC comics
0: yes uh
2: so after lanterns on the list we've got the authority which is something I know nothing about yeah me neither Oh, I do this one will be a live action I'm not sure if I
0: read the authority or not
3: All
2: right, Brent,
1: take
3: Um, it away. What's The Authority?
1: Okay, so The Authority is actually a Wildstorm comic. So now DC, because Wildstorm got bought by DC. Um, The idea on it was sort of the take on the, in Wildstorm, of, like, in many ways, their version of the Justice League. But instead of, like, just solving issues from, like, crisis to crisis... Um they kind of would go wholesale to solve issues. <laughs> like topple governments and things of that nature, which aren't really like hero things to do. Ooh. Um, a lot of the characters in it are like some are easy concepts to just sort of wrap your hand head around like right off the bat. So for instance, uh there is Midnighter and Apollo in general description terms i think like one of the log lines that will be used to describe them like when the movie comes out is they are gay batman and superman like they are a couple apollo is superman he is solar powered like superman like has like super strength flight all that stuff and uh the uh, midnighter is just filled with uh stuff that makes him able to react.
0: He can um predict people's movements in in when they're fighting, right?
1: Not just that. He can see a move he, ahead or something. Yeah, he can kind of go 10 moves ahead, but there's one battle where he beats a guy by just like out psychologying him. Right. Like, just basically, like, figures out what this bad guy was and, like, that, like, he's never been hugged before. Right. And just the guy just breaks down and cries and walks away from the battle. <laughs> um, Other characters in it, uh, one is, like, basically a winged, like, kind of hawk person. Uh, that would be Shen. There's the doctor, which I feel that they might change the name of. Because it you know, just calling him the doctor brings up another particular doctor,
0: yeah, because he's a magic guy,
1: right? Yeah, he's a magicy guy, and he like there's always been one right like this is like the the umpteenth doctor in the line. Um, there is the engineer who uh, she is infected herself with nanobots so she can create and talk to machines and stuff like that. And, uh, who else am I missing? Jenny Sparks. Jenny Sparks, who is their leader, who is, uh, the was born the at the turn century. Yeah. And they're in the Wildstorm version of that. There was a couple characters that were all born like that. One of which is, which it brings up interesting ideas as well. One is Elijah Snow from Planetary. Yeah. And, um. There's others along with with that character with those characters as well. There's Jenny Sparks and uh, John uh, Jack Haxmore, Huxmore, which is one of my favorite characters. He was abducted by aliens and turned into the perfect like city detective slash warrior. Like he breathes in pollution that is caused by cities, and mm-hmm. like can only sort of exist in a city if he's pulled out of like a cityscape. He uh, has adverse reactions to that and like can go like flatlining and all that sort of stuff. He's a tree. But, uh, <laughs> no, he's more like a skyscraper. <laughs> yeah, Is but he breathes in pollution like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and he can also talk to the city.
3: I read a yes. book like that, which was super cool.
1: Yeah. It's uh, created by Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch. Uh, There, like, there's interdimensional like warfare in it. Like the the first two books of that series, uh, they did the first one. Mark Millar and Frank Quietly did the second one. Are terrific. Like they they've really set the stage for a lot of stuff that is done in comics now. Right. Um. The 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 only thing. Go ahead.
0: The authority in a lot of ways is a proto boys, like the boys. Yeah, I don't think the boys could exist if there hadn't been an authority. No, Uh, very true. It's kind. It's it's a it's a what if superheroes and they didn't have a moral compass almost, right? They're gonna do what Um, they think needs. They're gonna do what they
1: think needs to be done. Yeah, I would say not yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say don't have a I mean, moral compass because they, they are know, trying like, to make, make the universe a better place. Right. It's they, just they're doing it like if if that means overthrowing a government, that's what they'll do. Right. As opposed to Superman, who will stop the bad guys, but like eh, we'll, we'll let the people overthrow the government, and that's right. not how those things work. So right. um, I'm interested in it. I, I honestly am really curious how they set that up and put it as part of the the DC universe per se. My
0: my theory is what they'll do with it is they'll they'll do an authority movie and then sort of hold it up as a as a we could go this route, but we've got a Justice League, and so I can see there being down the road. An authority versus Justice League kind of a story, where their two um, their two modus operandi's uh, clash with each other.
1: Now, the other side of this is, I'm going by the authority that I know really well, and what they keep citing as the 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 inspiration. But there is like a DC version of the Authority that was headed up by Superman most recently. Yes. So th- maybe mm. that's where they're going. Like w- there'll be a while before we find out. But.
0: But wasn't the image that that Gunn showed of the original?
1: Oh, it, it definitely was. And it, it, maybe that's what they're leaning into. But I'm I'm just throwing that out there as like maybe that's a possibility as well. You know.
2: Yeah. All right. Next. Next, uh Paradise Lost. The Wonder Woman prequel to series.
3: Without Wonder Woman.
2: Right, it's
0: before she's born. <laughs> this could be interesting. They're calling it a Game of Thrones like series. Yeah. Uh where it's and there are several tribes of Amazons in the DC universe. So that it could be interesting. We could see the gods and their uh, their how they how they relate with the uh, with the with the Amazons.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Um. It's a it 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 wouldn't be at the top of my interest list. Uh, again, going back to the uh, the, the gentleman that Jen mentioned earlier. Uh, Movie oh, Bob did a pretty expansive kind of look at this sort of slate. And one of the things he pointed out, and I think he's probably right, um, the reason why this is happening is uh, we're still trying to work things out with Gal Gadot. Mm-hmm. So this is a good way of keeping them like kind of top of mind. But if we have to recast her at some point, we will. But in the meantime, here is... Some badass Amazons.
0: Plus, if you look at their lineup, there's not a lot of women.
1: No. There's... Yeah, but that's
0: DC. <laughs> true. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, this is this is uh, show's going to be all women. Mm. The, the, there shouldn't be any men in this show.
2: No. True. Unless it's gods.
0: Unless it's gods.
2: Yeah. And the
1: uh, to that point though, the authority is headed up by a woman. True, Jenny Jenny Sparks. Sparks. Who I don't know who you'd get to play her, but I'm I'm curious.
0: Oh, you get um, the woman who plays Rebecca on Ted Lasso.
1: I don't know who that is, but I will take a look. (laughs) (laughs) Not right this instant. I'll look
2: later. (laughs) That's
1: up? Yeah, let's go to the next one
2: uh the brave and the bold
1: oh i okay so let's talk about this and then i'll get to my theory
2: so this is the batman and robin movie with damien as robin um which if we're gonna do Damian, which i guess just opens it up that you know since we're not getting these aren't origin movies and some things are already established then I guess this leaves it open that there is a Nightwing out in the universe and a a Tim Drake and uh, a a Red Hood and all these other Batman people. Yes. Yes.
0: There was already a Bat
2: family. Yes. That's that's what I'm hoping they're doing by leaving by doing this going this route.
0: I I think that's the uh, that's the case here. If they're if they're going ahead with Damien, that means there's already a dick, and we could
2: get <laughs> uh
0: we could get a Nightwing movie at some point.
2: Yeah. Especially with the way Nightwing's being established uh, in the comic books right now.
0: Right. So
1: okay. Brent, so here is an idea. I don't take this as a gospel, but Aww. I think it's a i think it's a possibility given what we know about other things right now so um most of the casting for these movies on a whole is gearing towards younger um Uh we we've and we have a little bit weirdly we have a little bit of confirmation of that with dave batista Because he's doing the uh, press trail for Knock at the Cabin or Knock at the Door.
0: Yeah, Knock at the Cabin, the new Shyamalan movie.
1: Yeah. So, rightfully so, some of the reporters are asking him about, because he has long sort of internet campaign to play Bane in the DCU. Yeah, And he's Uh, worked with James Gunn before. And he has worked with James Gunn, and they are friendly with one another because of this. Uh, he has recently said that by the time they get around to if Bane shows up, he's going to be too old for the part.
3: Mm.
1: And yeah, he just turned 50 something like this week, apparently. Yeah. So like it, it, it doesn't seem like he's a late starter in a lot of things. Like he started wrestling late and from that he went into acting. So okay so that that kind of leads towards with the casting the the movies they've announced that these for the most part a lot of the cast members of these movies are going to be younger people maybe not like big stars and stuff like that to right. begin with
0: because they're going to have to be contracted for 10 years
1: yeah and
0: how so you ever. can't cast somebody who's already in their late 40s uh to play a superhero for the next 10 years, I'm
1: yeah. Sorry. No, As a that's
0: 50, a... 50, if it's a 51 year old man, I am aware of this,
1: yeah. So, here's where I would throw out a possible exception and just like follow through because th- this is probably completely wrong. But here's an idea for the brave and the bold we know the Batman in this because I've said that already is not going to be what's his face from the Pat. Batman. Yeah, Pattinson. He he is playing the Batman. He is not playing this Batman. Right. Point number two. The Batman in this movie is going to have to be a bit older, probably a bit older than their their regular cast. Because mm-hmm. Damien is going to like, how old is Damien when he starts being Robin? Nine. Like, is it nine?
0: He's 8 or 9. He's very He's young. Oh,
1: I thought it was like 12. No. But, oh, okay, this might throw my com- theory completely out. But even then, out.
2: 12's not that bad. 12's pretty young.
1: Yeah, okay. Therefore, the whoever it is playing Batman has to be old enough to believably have a child of that age. Now, right. granted, you can have children at young, young ages. But in my the- thought is... Is this how Ben Affleck gets brought back as Batman? Before you say no, we know that he filmed stuff for Aquaman, which is still in theory part of all of this stuff. And he did stuff for Flashpoint.
0: I have to say, I do not think Ben Affleck... You don't think so? Nope. I don't think so.
1: I think he's done. That's I too bad.
3: He would have made a good like Papa Batman.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the, considering how he was in those movies, I oh. think he would have been a great fit. And I totally agree. Me... I
0: don't think it's happening though.
1: Yeah. So we I guess we'll see, obviously. Yeah. But, that, but this is just kind of my like little wish list. I think he would be a good solid choice.
2: Mm-hmm. Ooh, here so here's an idea. Now with this happening, and we still have time, so we see uh, in Flash, we get Ben at the beginning, because it's supposed to be the Flash from the movies we've seen, right? Then, you know, timey-wimey, Flash screws things up, whatever. That's how we get the Michael Keaton Batman in it. Yep. Then when he's trying to put back the Flashpoint, we end up in the new established movie-verse, and that's how we find out who the new Batman is, because they've casted by be. then, and we, you know, they've filmed the, maybe they've already got a Batman cast, mm. and they filmed so that we will see who the new Batman is at the end by the end of Flash. Part of me thinks no, because they might not want to take away from
1: that sequel to the Batman yet. Like regardless of how, like you announce that there's a brand new Batman before that sequel comes out, it might take away from it a little bit, even though yeah. we're getting that at some point anyways. But I I think whoever it is, he's got to be at least a little bit older than like everybody else that we're seeing cast. Maybe not Affleck, but like uh, it's got to be somebody with a little bit of years on him. Like
2: mid thirties Batman.
1: Yeah. And like, you know, maybe like in a weird way, if you have Affleck in there it keeps the people who are all about the Snyder cut a little bit happier. Because yep. it it would be a way of, like, you bring in what you want out of that continuity, and it also sets up the stuff they're already talking about. Like they said, like, in, in the Brave and the Bold, the Bat family is going to exist, right? We know in the Snyderverse version, there was a Robin who got murdered. Yep. Right. Therefore... There was a you could point out. There was a Robin before that Robin too. So that automatically, with this one little move, you you already set up without a lot of questions. Nightwing, Red Hood, and the fact that there are Robins. Period. Yeah, it's like it, it, and like I could be completely off base. This is just how my brain is thinking about it, mm-hmm. and thinking this is a way of. Solving a lot of problems on in like kind of one move. That like just means you don't have to explain any of them, essentially. Yeah. But,
0: yeah. No, I get that. I just I just don't I think Affleck is done with
1: Superman. You were very well could be right. Or you very well are right. But we
2: shall right. you shall see though. Yeah. Yep. Next. Uh Booster Gold Live Action TV series. Excellent.
3: Yeah, this one sounds fun.
2: This is another one that sounds like it will, the story will, will span the other movies and TV shows, which only makes sense if it's Booster Gold, especially if it's Booster Gold, like behind the scenes, time traveling, protecting the timeline. Booster Gold. I
3: don't know. I
2: want then, it to be
3: funny. Booster Gold doesn't know what he's doing.
2: Well, see, but that's the best part is the funny booster girl that doesn't know what he's is kind of like in, in some of the better story runs is like is the persona that he puts out there to the world because meanwhile but you know but meanwhile in the background he's protecting the timeline oh uh there was a really good run uh he, when he had his singles title uh post 50 uh no not new 52 but after the one year comic 50 yes uh, he had his own book, and it's a great story.
0: yeah, that um, is a great comic. I was reading
2: that book comics yeah. at the time. um, I've got those ones. That's one of the runs of Booster Gold I have, even in fifty two His story is really good. uh, he's trying to fill in for an absent Superman by using future knowledge, but then this other superhero in a costume shows up and keeps like interfering or like saving the day before he can. And then oh, that's right. And then, spoiler, it's him in the costume, stopping himself and protecting himself because, yeah, Mr. Mime, you know, the little worm was in, infl- had infected his, uh, his uh, skeet, his little gold buddy, which I hope they have to have skeet, they have, to have that guy in the show. Oh, um, yes. And, yes, yeah, so it was just this whole timey wimy, wibbly-wobbly, like, back and forth once you finally read the whole thing, like, oh, shit um because he was going around like selling sponsorships on his uniform and things like that and that was the yeah like so he was doing that and then there's another version of him that was saving things behind you know in a costume that he the, the 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 sponsorship him didn't know about yet because that was future him come back from the future to fix things and yeah yeah it I could feel be like- really good
0: a lot of important stuff could happen in Booster Gold, but it could also just be a really fun light like, romp too. Yeah. They could mm-hmm. also set up his partner in crime, mm-hmm. Ted Cord, the the that second blue... blue beetle in the Blue Beetle movie. So, that would
2: well, be cool. I, I think I've read that Tor, uh, Cord Industries is involved in the Blue Beetle movie. Mhm. So, we'll see how that all f- folds out. excellent yeah i'm looking forward to that one uh and then uh without that after that is the supergirl woman of tomorrow film this one really
0: excites me because i've heard i haven't read it but i've heard nothing but good things about the tom king comic book of the same name um i've heard it's
3: fantastic
2: yeah i know nothing about it
3: yeah, I don't know
1: anything
2: either. I know it's on the shelf and available now at Big B Comics here in Barrie. I I Ooh. know it's more sci-fi based. Yes. Like, like, which sounds weird talking
1: about Supergirl, but it's, like, it's more, like, distant worlds and stuff like that, I think.
2: Yeah, it's, like, her out in space, not necessarily her on Earth, right? Right.
1: She leaves
0: Earth because she doesn't feel she's needed here with Superman around. Okay. Plus, she's also a, um, she, she experienced Krypton she was older yeah even though she's younger than Superman because of timey-wimey things she was mm-hmm. older when Krypton exploded so she's a little more jaded than um than Superman is and um so in this she goes off into space to um to try to find out what her actual real purpose is so uh and she wants to be seen as her own person not as Superman's sidekick, so it it just sounds really interesting.
2: Yes, I agree. Yep. And and more mm. super stuff the better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder. If,
1: again, uh, somebody else brought this up, but I wonder if they'll use the Supergirl who is in Flashpoint.
2: Mm. Like who, that uh, actress. One from the TV show. No, in the new Flash movie, there's a Supergirl. Oh, yeah.
0: there is a Supergirl in that too.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think they'll use the one from the TV show. No. Hmm. But they, they've already established like by that point we were again we don't know much about the Flashpoint movie in terms of where these characters have roles and stuff like that. But there is a Supergirl in Flashpoint.
2: Yeah, yeah. and in which universe is she from? Is she like? I'm thinking it looks like she may be in '89 Batman verse. Yeah, and poor the poor
1: girl like did this movie like th- like three years ago at this point. Thinking she should be getting some break. sort of reward for this <laughs> this weight yeah. for, through no fault of her own. Yeah. All right. Next,
2: uh, and last but not least on the list. Since we're ignoring the Matt Reeves Batman sequel. Um it's Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. <laughs> Make my heart sing. To
1: be fair, that basically that rip off was used for the cartoon. So yeah. Yes, it was.
0: So I am at that point in my nineties rewatch where I have oh, watched the first oh. episode of the Swamp Thing animated series. There were, there are only six episodes for a reason. Yep. But I'm also watching the USA Network live action Swamp Thing series. Oh. Was that the one from, like, two years ago? No. This is the one from the 90s.
2: Oh. oh okay. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. It was filmed in Central Florida Um, in the early 90s. It's not good. It does have the same guy who was in the two Swamp Thing movies in the comic. But uh, this this Swamp Thing movie, I think, will be more supernaturally and a lot more vertigo-y, I think, than yeah, I that Swamp it. Thing TV series was.
3: I hope yeah. we get Constantine.
0: He could show up in the Swamp Thing movie for sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah Com- I I think if you're introducing Swamp Thing and like <sighs> a, like really the interesting thing about the slate is across all of them you're introducing all the elements of the DCU right like superheroes science fiction a little bit of horror uh, a little bit of magic you know it's it's everything that like we kind of like about the DCU is the, the fact that there's so many varied like subgenres in it instead of like just like solid superheroes Yep.
3: Oh, and maybe so, the reason that they couldn't use Constantine for uh, Sandman was because they were going to use Constantine for this. Could maybe. be. Whether that's true or not, I like that theory. I'm sticking to it. <laughs>
1: um. The, uh, the other interesting thing is we may already have a lead on who's directing it. Oh, yeah? So, uh, curiously... On February 1st, James Mangold, uh, director of such movies as Copland, Girl Interrupted, Walk the Line, 310 to Yuma, Wolverine, Logan, uh, or sorry, The Wolverine, Logan, Ford vs. Ferrari, and the upcoming Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. He tweeted out on February 1st an image of Swamp Thing from the Bernie Wrightson run of the book. Like a fu- that was all the tweet was just this one image, hmm. and now like maybe we're I'm clutching at like distant straws here, but coincidentally when did we get all this news? Ooh. Like the day before all this, like hmm. the day before February first. Maybe he's throwing his hat in the ring of that's what he would like to direct. Maybe he's already in talks for it. Maybe he already has the gig. Right. I don't think it was an accident that this tweet happened. Whatever. We, we will find out in a while whether anything comes from it. But like hell of a choice. If it is like if he's offering his services, I would really take a look at him. Hmm. And uh, so, uh, I'm not. Ju- I'm guessing Ryan, I definitely know, has read more of like the New Fifty Two and Rebirth stuff than I have. I'm guessing there's a good chance Kevin, you've read some of that stuff.
0: Some of it. I'm. I yeah. just started reading um, Convergence while I was away. That's what mm. my Ugh. airplane reading was. Yeah, it's not great.
1: That was, that was one of my jumping off points I was like
2: goodbye DC See you later
1: Yeah but you get those two issues of uh, The Question written by uh, Greg Rucka
0: I did read those Those are pretty good
1: Yeah. So it, Swamp Thing is like And and more like Swamp Thing's world Is a little bit of a linchpin For other books isn't it With like the green And the, yeah. the rot And all that sort of stuff Yeah
0: for sure.
1: What? So it's kind of interesting that he's sort of the last sort of piece in the puzzle pieces that they're putting out now.
2: Yeah. So I heard Jen say what, what? Uh, when we were talking about you lost the, me. Yeah. The green and the rot. So what? in in the DC Comics worlds, there's the, everything that's aligned. All, everything is all connected, right? You know uh-huh. the whole thing. So you you have you've got the green, which is like plant life and life itself and stuff like that the the green has its own avatars so like people like swamp thing and and poison ivy are are avatars of the green uh then you've got um we've got the the rot which is like death and decay and it's got to be kind of kept at bay between the uh the green and uh what is the animal one is it the red the red okay, thank you uh the red which is like where animal man is connected and that's like animal life like us and animals and things like that and that's kind of where he gets his powers to be able to morph the you know, to i guess get animal like, to get the powers of animals who has the powers it's, of animals animal yeah, man that's the one animal man who's
3: animal man what the heck a tangent are we on now? I'm so confused.
2: So Animal Man and Swamp Thing tend to sometimes cross over because oh, okay. of these connections. Right? Yeah, I have With to ask being...
3: these questions for the other listeners who like me
2: have no idea what's going oh, on. Yep, no, exactly. No, no, for sure. That's why <laughs> and that's why I'm trying to 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 explain it to the best of my understanding. Cause okay. I don't I didn't know this until like I started reading uh, animal man when it started on new 52 because it was jeff lemire was writing it and he's a canadian um a writer and i say oh you want i'll i'll give this a shot and it's a really weird book with really odd uh artwork but there ends up being a big crossover event that crosses over with with swamp thing and it's they have to fight off the rot the rot okay. is is crossing over from like that other plane and coming into the world and like killing you know and spreading and so it's like it's like a death a spreading death and decay and stuff and oh. and there's supposed to be a balance and it's supposed to be like a balance of the red and the green hold back the, the the rot
3: so is animal man the only one who has the red or is that like all living humans have are avatars of the red
2: Uh, animal man is pretty much the he's the main avatar just like swamp thing is the main avatar of the green it's only become in the stories more recent in the last few years even that uh, that poison ivy is an avatar or connected to the green um i guess one one of the recent poison ivy stories she had like godlike powers because she pretty much had like and had the green totally infused in her, and like all the power of the green, so she was like god level poison ivy, and then oh. gave it back. They like lost it. And good for her. She's not all bad. Well, yeah. You should read Brent's run on poison ivy. He's been getting if you haven't been reading that. Oh, I haven't been getting. You're getting, getting, a, it. I've just you're been getting reading a run it. on poison Oh, you ivy? haven't been. No, Until I'm going to buy it. I'm going to
1: buy the trade when it comes out. Okay. I do want to read It's good though. It, it has been good. Um, I'm
2: buying the floppies, so.
1: Yeah, it's, it's actually kind of like, even though I'm not buying it, it's been one of my favorite comics of the year. Well,
2: yeah, that's why I thought you were buying it. The you kept
1: no, it. I, I figure that's going to come out in some nice hardcovers, so yeah. that's what I'm going to grab. Um,
3: That's when I'm going to read it.
1: <laughs> now, Swamp Thing has been like the, like, uh, in Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, uh, and uh then followed up with uh Neil Gaiman on the book. Is that they did this our avatar thing in the '80s too, and like I could see them kind of mixing the a lot of the ideas. Yeah,
2: because well, like that's the, the thing. He's always pretty much always been some way it's Swamp Thing, and you always hear about the, the the green and yeah and his connection to that. And like one of the things in
1: in one of the versions that they never really get to is there's kind of like this forgotten Firestorm after the one that like we all know and love where he was set to be like the fire elemental of the DC universe. Okay. Yeah, it, like so like you had Swamp Thing as the, the green elemental and then Firestorm as the that one and and the, they could play around with that a little bit too. But uh, I, I'm interested. i very uh, Swamp Thing is a character that I love and yeah, really I look forward to. It.
3: I knew you'd be interested mostly in the, the sw- in Swamp Thing.
1: Yeah. Swamp, so, I guess uh, let's go around the table to to finish up this segment before we end the show. Of which of these properties are you? most excited for and which are you least excited for at this current state and we'll start with the person who doesn't particularly seem excited for any of them and has admitted so jen what what catches your attention here and what is a like no thank you i will let you guys review this movie without me or a thing i guess because there's a couple cartoons and tv shows in here
3: i mean i guess the one that probably captures my interest the most is booster gold just because uh again i've never read booster gold i don't really know anything about him other than i think he was in the live action uh justice league at some point maybe or not live live action, action. Justice sorry league? not live action the animated, cartoon the animated, animated yes one. yes, yes, yes i meant are. to say animated yeah.
1: and you you um, like that episode
3: yeah so that's a, that's literally my only context for him Um, but based on like the movie Bob thing that we were listening to, like, I, I like, I like entertaining things like that are, are funny and, and I want to be amused. Um, one of the things I've seemed to have, I've come to, to realize about a lot of the DCU characters is that they're all assholes, all of them. And like, that's their defining characteristic is that you're an asshole. Um, and that doesn't overly appeal to me to watch a movie or a TV show or anything based on this main character
2: who's just really an ass. Yeah, um, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm, I know that's your opinion. You have it, but I have to. I have to disagree with you there. Yeah, you can't. Superman. Superman's not an not asshole. Su-
3: okay, he's not Superman. Superman Bruce is the Girl's opposite an of asshole. asshole. Well, see, not those, an asshole. That's why those are the two that appeal. I don't know Supergirl because I've never read Supergirl. I've. Ne- I don't know anything about that Supergirl, so she is off the table right now for me because i don't know anything about her so i don't want to i can't judge um i've not read that book i don't know anything about that storyline the only supergirl i know is the tv show and then she's not an asshole no but superman is like it's Uh, so it's like you have the two characters you're either a boy scout or you're an asshole (laughs) those are the two dcu main archetypes
2: Okay, that wanted, I, won't agree, I, won't, I won't disagree with you. On that. That there, I can and understand. there's
3: very little gray. There is gray. I'm not going to say there isn't, but there's not very much. So that's, my, I think, my main thing. So I'm looking more forward to Booster Gold because I think he's more of the entertaining, comedic thing. And I'm really not looking forward to any of the other ones. <laughs> Maybe Swamp Thing because I, I'm hoping that there's some kind of magic uh, component to it. Um, it's like I said before I'm taking um the Supergirl movie completely off the table because I have known absolutely nothing about it uh and same with the creature commandos I know absolutely nothing about it other than what we were talking about today so I I don't want to judge because I have no idea what it is
2: that's one that I could see some magical elements being involved in that too
3: yeah Yeah, so and then I, I will probably enjoy it but like everything else I'm really not looking forward to I can't I don't, even though it's not an origin story, I don't know if I can stand another Batman movie. This will be the 11th Batman, live action Batman movie that's been made in my lifetime. 11? (laughs) That's too many Batman movies. So, yeah, that's my opinion.
1: (laughs) No, that's fine. Everybody gets one. Kevin. Mm hmm. What, I, what are you looking forward to out of the slate, and what's your least looking forward to? Um,
0: just because I have been, I've heard so many good things about the uh, that Supergirl, uh, Woman of Tomorrow miniseries, I'm really keen to see that one. I think, I think that could be a, a really nice new take on the super mythos. Uh, so I, I'm excited for Supergirl. Um, Least interested. I don't. Know, they they all real. They all intrigue me to some um to some extent. I'm gonna say maybe lanterns. Uh, I don't know if I get what the take on land on Green Lantern is that they're going for here. So yeah, but I'm still gonna watch. Mm-hmm. I watch every Marvel project. I'm going to watch every DC project too because I. At my
1: heart, I am a DC fanboy over a Marvel fanboy. Yes. Alrighty.
2: Uh my turn, my turn. Either your turn. <laughs> um I will probably say Superman because I'm hoping they get it right finally. <laughs> uh Superman and then and Booster Gold are probably the ones I'm looking forward to the most with lanterns right after that. Least uh, the Authority, because I know nothing about them. Uh, Right now, they stack right up there with the Eternals for me. Like, who? I can actually kind of see that. That's like almost a weirdly fair comparison. Uh, And even Paradise Lost. I don't know if I need to see a series. Well, (laughs) I don't mind watching a series of uh, Amazonian women on an island all by themselves. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if I need that that story though.
3: Hmm.
1: Well, that's fair enough. Uh, as for me, oof, I think I'm most looking forward to either Swamp Thing or The Authority, just because I I really enjoy The Authority, and I'm I'm curious how they pull it off, because in a lot of ways The Authority was one of those books like like Kevin said, it paved the way for books like The Boys, or The The Ultimates, which you know, the people who worked on The Authority ended up working on. So I'm curious how they, like, it's almost like a, not so much interested in the movie, but like the structure of it and how they pull it off and make it interesting. Um, least interested in? Ugh, um... Probably Paradise Lost um, Much like what Ryan said It's I'm not sure how much I need this story um, I I am a big fan of Wonder Woman I just don't know if I need to know What the Amazons were up to Hundreds or thousands of years Before she came around <laughs> It's like it's, it's one of those things that like Yeah <laughs> I just don't know how much interest I have in that story. But, hey, the the trailer could turn me around. It'll be kind of curious to see once we start getting some of these over the next couple of years to look back on this show and see what we said.
3: Yeah, (laughs) maybe I'll prove myself completely wrong and be like, all of those were amazing. I don't know what past me was talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe.
2: It could (laughs) happen. It could happen. It could.
3: I kind of hope it does because I like nerdy things to be good. <laughs> and I know just because I don't think they're good, doesn't mean that they're not good, but you know.
1: All righty. So that brings us to the end of the episode, but before we go to the very end, you can go to patreon.com slash true north nerds. If you wish to help us out a little bit financially, it will be three bucks a month helps us kind of keep the lights on and pays for our, our hosting and for a theme song and for maybe a couple extras. So, uh, and it gets you a shout out and maybe a couple little like bonus things here and there that we throw up on the thing, like the Patreon. So uh special thanks go out to Drew, Karina, Rhino vision, Alex James, uh, whose uh, podcast uh, The Composers I uh, joined uh, last week Uh, It was about Conan the Barbarian. I got to talk about the score to Conan, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, Team Woods, who uh, does our uh, nice landing page at truenorthnerds.com. Thank you very much, Team Woods, for uh, the work that you've put into that. Mike Hammond, who uh, is, uh, does some 3D printing of stuff, but he still hasn't sent us any info <laughs> on, <laughs> on where people can find his 3D printing stuff. So, Mike, if you're listening, send it over. I'd love to give that a shout-out. Uh, Gavin and Rex, who uh, you hear at the end of every episode of this, at the start of every episode of The Collectorverse. He is working on his... Uh, voice over career at the moment and demoing a basement in order to make that dream more of reality. Yeah. Because he's he's building a whole new studio by the looks of things. We've seen a couple of pictures and uh yeah. Uh so what so
3: far the, it's very construction y.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, very construction-y, but he it seems to be <laughs> full bore ahead, which I'm glad to see. Which brings us to the end of the episode and Geek Picks. Who wants to go first? I do. Okay.
0: I watched a new show today that I heard about on a podcast and I really liked it. And I will watch the other seven episodes. It is a show called Extraordinary. It is currently available on DC, not DC, Disney, Disney Plus. It is on Disney Plus under their star platform. The premise of Extraordinary is it is set in England. A young woman, about 25, uh, has an, is a normal young woman, a little down on herself. But that's because in this particular universe, every person gets a superpower at the, after they turn 18. But for some reason, Ooh. she never got one. So the Aww. superpowers can range from anything. The show opens with her at a job interview, and the woman who's interviewing her has the power to compel people to tell the truth. Uh, which is not good when you're interviewing for a job, you cannot uh, <laughs> embellish or, or, um, or make up falsehoods. Um, so, and her best friend is a woman who can channel the dead and have the dead speak to the, uh, speak to them. So their favorite, um, their little gang's favorite party trick is to torture Hitler. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, it's this bizarre little slice of life comedy in a universe where everybody has superpowers. She goes on a Tinder date and the guy will only touch her, uh, while wearing gloves because his power is whoever he touches will have an orgasm. (laughs) (laughs) So he has to be very careful all the time. He always wears
3: gloves.
0: (laughs) So yeah, it's called extraordinary and it's an eight episode series and it's on Disney Plus.
3: I I think I saw an ad or a trailer for that and it looked interesting and honestly that is like my worst fear if I lived in a in a place where everybody got superpowers my worst fear would be that I didn't get any.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. So um there is a she brings in a stray cat uh and of course that can't be just a cat. But <laughs> she ends up uh, I won't say anything more about The nature of the cat, but the cat does end up with the name Jizzlord. Oh no! (laughs) Well, the cat was around when Orgasm Man was. uh, was Oh no!
3: (laughs) Did he pet the kitty? Oh Oh, no! Uh,
0: No, the kitty touched his face.
3: Oh
0: Oh, no! Yeah. Oh no!
3: Now I don't know if I want to watch
0: the show. It reminds me a lot of a show like Spaced.
3: Did you ever watch Spaced? Yes. I think I've seen an episode or two yeah. of that. I think Brent showed it to
0: me. Weird. Yeah, it's just got that sort of grungy British vibe. <laughs>
3: so, yeah. Grungy, British vibe. Cool. Uh, can I go next? Go for it. Okay, I don't think I did this as a geek pick. But I finished watching season 11 of Doctor Who. Yay! <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> I, I mean, I knew it was going to be. It's just, I don't know why. Life got in the way. But anyway. So, season 11 of Doctor Who. The first uh, season with Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor. And it was only 10 episodes. Which is seemed very short. And there wasn't really anything like overarching about it. It wasn't like... I mean, I guess the first and the last episodes do tie together, sort of, but yeah. there wasn't like an overall plot through it till you get to the end, which I guess is what's going to tie it into season 12. But anyway, it was really good. I like Jodie Whittaker as the doctor. She's very fun. Um, I'm not sure if I like all three of her companions, and I think the one that I like the least is the one that sticks around the longest, uh, Yaz. I'm not a huge fan of her. I... Uh maybe she gets better i don't know i love Yaz. yeah mm-hmm. yeah but the thing is okay but, so back in the day when when i watched the the season with donna i wasn't a big fan of donna either until i rewatched it and then i was like oh i love donna she's awesome yeah. so maybe We're, Yaz just needs to grow on me a bit
2: i don't know i can see that yeah yeah Especially the, the, the the donna comparison so, so yeah at, at first donna's like you're watching it with the first run through and you're like, oh my God, who is this woman? What are we doing? Yeah. Why is she here? And then now looking back, and saying, like, oh, that's a great season.
3: Yeah, exactly. So, and I think because the Doctor's got three companions in this season, which is a lot. Yeah. Uh, like, constantly, like, they're in every episode. Sometimes, like, in past season seasons, you know, the Doctor would have three for, like, a little while and then one would go away or two would go away and there would be a little bit of a change. But now it's three, all three of them the whole time, it made for a bit more of an interesting dynamic, like, for character development. Like, you couldn't be... When it's the one-on-one, when it's just the Doctor and the one companion, you get a lot more character development of the companion, because they have to deal with everything. But when you have three of them, it's spread out. So, I don't really feel like I know the three of them very well. They're kind of interchangeable still. But again, I've got two more seasons to go with these ones, so... Maybe it changes. We'll find out. Um, and I had to buy. They never put the frickin' Christmas show on, so I had to buy the Christmas show. Um, and I started the first season, the first episode of season twelve before the Christmas show came in. So I hope that wasn't a mistake. Hmm. But now I gotta watch the Christmas special. And then no, the Christmas continue specials are standalone. Yeah. I
0: um, where the, are you watching it? Because it got taken off Crave. I know. But,
3: oh, you it? know what? Oh. The thingy, the the little, the the. the icon is still there you just click on it and it spins and spins and spins and yeah. spins like Aww. just take it off anyway i'm i i have them all i bought them on dvd oh okay uh, except for season 13 i don't have that one um but i have 11 and 12 and i just bought the the christmas between 11 and 12 so right. then i'm going to need to buy the christmas between 12 and 13 and and 13 um and the only reason i've been buying them is because i have all of them from um uh, 9 off so i figure i might as well just keep going (laughs) um but yeah i watched did i watch both episodes of spyfall i did
0: oh spyfall was great
3: yeah so that's the opening of of season 12 um and yeah (laughs) i brent hasn't watched it so i don't want to spoil it because i think eventually he might want to watch it but uh season 12 started off really well so i'm looking forward to that so I'm finally getting caught up on Doctor Who. Woohoo! Yay!
0: <laughs> well, you've still got about ten months because uh, the show's not coming back till November. So
3: Yeah, but I don't have anything to watch it on if it's not on Crave. Oh,
2: that's true. Yeah, but remember we don't know. Is it gonna be on Disney Plus? It's gonna end up that's on Disney true.
3: Plus, yeah. If it's on Disney Plus, then hooray. Um but in the meantime, I'm just gonna keep on buying those DVDs. There you go. Or Blu-rays, whichever I find cheaper.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, my turn, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I talked about it enough. I might as well make it a pick. Uh, the new Fifty-two, Jeff Lemire's new Fifty-two, run on of uh, Animal Man. Mm. It's out there in graphic novels and digital format. Uh, find it, read it, check it out. It's pretty interesting. It gets pretty weird. Little almost gets uh, borderline horror comic-ish because what's well, just involving the rotten and stuff, you know. But uh, it's good. I, mean, I kind of want to
3: read it now after you've yeah. explained to me what the rot and the green is.
2: I'm intrigued. Well, if you want to that badly, I can loan you. I've got. I can loan you my single issues, and you can read through them.
3: Eh, I'll get them in
2: if, <laughs> if I find them, I can. Well, yeah, but free versus not free. That's true. Unless it's or, in the library app,
1: or we can go the expensive route because if you're interested in buying it, there is an omnibus at Big B Comics in Barry, 45S a Road.
2: <laughs> oh, do we have the Animal Man omnibus? Yeah, we, so I didn't even know we had that in the omnibus. Uh, week. Well, we got it last week. Ah, well, there you go. That's why. Yeah, I didn't like
1: know. A, yeah.
2: I think it's pretty much the complete run. Yeah, probably. So there you go. Plug, Jeff plug, plug, Animal Man, New 52. Mm-hmm. One of the few New 52 books I will plug. Hmm.
3: And Brent.
1: And that comes down to me. Um. Uh, so I guess my geek pick for this week is a, a YouTuber that I've been following that has come up quite a bit. So I, I guess I should give him full props this week. Is it's a guy named Movie Bob. Uh, movie Bob, for my money, is probably one of the m- best movie reviewers on YouTube. He's very like he, good. He, he's very good. He doesn't like everything for the sake of liking everything, and he also doesn't hate everything for the sake of hating everything, which are like important things to me when I'm looking at a movie reviewer. But he also mm-hmm. like reviews like he will go into topics and that we won't normally see. Like he does every October is Schlocktoberfest <laughs> where he goes into like the niche areas of certain things. Like for instance, Kevin, um, not to throw your list completely off. You may know this you may not know this. Um, you know, tomb of Dracula from Marvel, the seventies the mm. horror comic book. Yes. Did you know there is a loose anime adaptation of that comic? I and watched I mean it. Really loose. You watched I that? I did. Was it, Man, it not, was awful? It looked like some sort of weird fever dream of an anime. Yeah,
0: it was not great. <laughs> I,
1: I only found out about it because Movie Bob did like a whole review on on it and its origins and stuff, and that stuff I always find fascinating. So. Mm-hmm. Um, uh basically if you go on uh mainly he does a show called the big picture just google movie bob you'll find quite a few entertaining things uh every once in a while he does just reviews like completely off the cuff cuff and uh him on a green screen and he he's also pretty funny so that would be my pick To finish things off, uh, where can everybody find you? We'll start with Jen, and then go to Kevin and Ryan, and then me.
3: You can find me here at my computer.
1: Where I am right now.
3: Yay! Uh, No, I'm on Instagram uh, at Dolls and Ponies, where I take pictures of all of my dolls and ponies. And I've been on a cave club and rainbow high kick lately, so I'm going to take pictures of them probably tomorrow and post maybe post a couple. But nice. uh, also been posting some of I just bought another Barbie. Uh, it came in the mail, um, so I have to take pictures of her and put them on too. So yeah. Nice. That's pretty much the only place you can find me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, you can find me on Galaxy Class, the Star Trek The Next Generation podcast I did with my Trek friends over on the BQN. Uh, You can also find me, um, I'm trotting the boards in Midland coming up in a couple of months. We're working on a play right now called The Old Man and the Old Moon. So if you're in the Simcoe County area, I highly recommend it. We don't open until the end of April, but it's going to be a fantastic show because technically we've been rehearsing for three years.
3: So (laughs) No
2: excuse to get it wrong. Exactly. Ryan. Uh, You can find me here on this show, and you can also find me on Instagram at uh, Tales from Collectorverse, where Ed Snowhawk Campbell and myself post uh, little videos and pictures of all of our latest acquisitions and interesting toys and collectibles that we find along the way. Uh, our latest episode uh, for the first one for this year came out uh just last week where Brent was on with us and we did our 2022 year in review of our favorite collectibles and toys and we started to speculate uh, what was uh, what 2023 may hold for us uh, go ahead give it a good listen it was a fun episode
0: I listened cool. it sounded good oh thank you
1: Brent So uh, I've been all over the place the last little while. Uh, As I previously mentioned, I was on an episode of Composers that appeared uh, the week before this episode came out on Conan the Barbarian. I I also joined our friend Nate Milton and a bunch of other uh, prolific wrestling pundits to talk about the latest Royal Rumble on Place to Be Nation's The Chain Reaction Uh, So if you want to hear me uh, or see me, because if you go to YouTube, there's video footage of it. But I'm not sure why (laughs) you want to see me. Um, I am described as the second best Chittenden in the world outside of my wife.
3: Yay! I
1: like (laughs) Nate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was a lot of fun. I love talking to those guys. So uh, yeah, there was that. And uh, you can also find me here uh, every two weeks. I do a show here. You do? With these guys. Oh. Yes. Is that what this is? Next. Yeah. Next episode. Uh, We will be (coughs) tackling Ant-Man, if I'm not correct.
0: We should have the timing down to be able to do it. You are correct.
1: Yeah. And uh, we should be also having a guest with us. Uh,
3: Yay! Yay!
1: Uh, Whether maybe not,withstanding, we we shall see how everything yes. goes. But uh, at the moment, it looks like we are be going be joined uh, by a guest, and uh, yeah, should be good. I'm looking forward to seeing the movie. Yep. me too.
2: That's it? it. We're done yeah. with to pause. To yeah. That We'll see
1: everybody in two weeks and uh hope you all stay well.
2: Bye-bye. You. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.
3: I bring it back.
2: Hey you reading comic books, like the way you look, like the
3: Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us.